This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. is waved off as Darcy Kemper starts the charge the other way. Lekkonen just off the bench. Quickly ahead. Nazem Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? It did. It did go in. It did? It did. We it did! Won. He scores! Nazem Kadri! Get the Kadri man can! <laughs> I didn't see it, but they did! I don't believe it! Kadri into the lineup. He gets the overtime is Connor McGahee, who has been a great guest on this program over the years from the Colorado Avalanche Radio Network as the Avalanche got the overtime victory last night to go up three games to one in the Stanley Cup final on Tampa Bay. The Avalanche can win it on home ice tomorrow. We got the game for you on 630 Ched. The coverage starts in 24 hours. No inside sports tomorrow night. We will have the hockey. Of course, it's the latest little bit of controversy in the NHL as we've moved through the playoffs with kind of some unusual calls, two of them in series that involve the Edmonton Oilers, the Blake Coleman kick, the Kale McCarr non-offside to list the two that affected the Edmonton Oilers and befuddled some hockey fans along the way. And then last night, was it too many men? Was Kadri on the ice a little bit too early? And that's been one of the big discussion points and perhaps a larger discussion point about officiating video review, uh, are we headed in the right direction with calls in the NHL, all that kind of stuff. Now, here's Lightning coach John Cooper after last night's game. Just just watch this team and what they've gone through and the battling that's gone on, and and we're all in this together, players, coaches, refs, everybody. But it just, just, this one's... This one's going to sting much more than others just because I think it was taken on... It was potential. I don't know. I, it's hard for me. This is going to be hard for me to speak. I'm going to have to speak. I'll speak with you tomorrow. You're going to see what I mean when you see the winning goal. And I, my heart breaks for the players because we probably still should be playing. Um, I'll be available tomorrow. Okay. And, and we'll hear what he said today, tomorrow now being today. It, it, last night, I, I was I watched the game when the when the Abs moved the puck up the ice. I did think to myself, "Well, they're getting guys off the bench really quick," and then Kadri went in and scored. But the uh, the game ended, 
and I, I watched uh, the replay a couple times. And then to be quite honest with you, I, uh, I watched Obi-Wan because it was the final episode last night. And why wouldn't I watch it? Um, by the way, it's really good if you like Star Wars. If you don't like Star Wars, it's still really good. You should watch it. So I, I, it wasn't until later on in the evening I, I saw some chatter about too many men on the play. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he came on the ice early. You've probably seen the shots. And I, I realize people have pointed out, well, yes, there is a Colorado player standing by the bench. There are two Tampa Bay Lightning players still on the ice, not quite on the bench. Uh, I, I texted some people that uh, I whose opinions I trust today. I was just like, hey, what do you think? And it was right down the middle, 50-50. That uh, Kadri, you know, not a not a good change. Should have been too many men. A couple other people said uh, it was it was close but clean, and a couple other people just said clean. You can't worry about it because it didn't impact the play. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's unfortunate when something like that comes up. It, it, it drags all the uh, officials th- through it through the controversy. Were they watching close enough? Are they too reluctant to call a penalty in overtime? All those things that we often discuss. Now, speaking of what John Cooper came back and said today, here it is. You know, you're an emotional game, and, and I you know, I found it odd that they got that wide open in the, in the play, but there's nothing you can really... You know, from our angle on the bench and the reviewing, like, whether the puck's in the net. So the only way I can find out is I have to go back in the room and, and, and look at the tape. So um, you do, and then you have to fi- face all of you five minutes after an emotional loss. And so I apologize, you know, for last night because that's what you get when you have to speak to the media right away. What's great about today is that it's not yesterday. And... Now it's it's uh, like I'm, you know, got some excitement for uh, for game five, and and that's where like now my mind's turning on how to win that. Nothing I can we can do to turn back. They missed it. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's uh, water under the bridge now. Let's uh, let's go get ready for. Uh, should be a hell of a game five. All right. So he says they missed it. It's unfortunate. He also uh, apologizes. And I, I I think he had to come out with a bit of a different tone today because hearing what he said last night, it almost sounded like he was, I don't want to say conceding the series, but really recognizing, well, we're screwed down three games to one going back to Denver, which by the way, they are. I mean, the season will end tomorrow night. And again, whenever you make a prediction on this show, if you're wrong, the tape gets just mysteriously lost, even if you're the host of the show. And especially since because I'm on holidays next week and I don't have a show tomorrow because of the game. Anyway, the, 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 the season will end tomorrow night. The Avalanche are, are going to win. But I think Cooper realized he had to come out and be like, hey, we got an opportunity tomorrow. Let's forget about it and move on. I, I know when something like this comes up, and people get can get riled up. Well, should how do they miss it? How do the refs not see everything? How much leeway do you give? They they clearly weren't calling any penalties late in the third period. I mean, there was a there was a blatant hook in front of the net with about a minute left that should have been called. Took away a scoring opportunity, maybe a goal that wasn't called. Headman was mad with a low hit he got. I think it was Landeskog that, that that hit him. They showed him complaining to the ref and getting an ex- explanation during a TV timeout. So all that comes up about officiating hockey. And I, I, I will say this. I feel like 
in terms of actual discussion about officiating and confusion about calls and complaints about inconsistency with officiating, I feel there has been more this year than any other year that that I've hosted this show. And I've been through nine Oilers seasons, which is not a lot in the grand scheme of things and, and compared to uh, – uh, the length of other broadcasting careers, but I can only talk from my own context that I feel from inside sports and overtime open line. There's just been more this year where it's like, what, what are they doing? What, what is the standard? I watch game a and, and this violation is called. And then I watch game B the next night and the same play happens and it's not considered a violation. Now, of course it's different refs, different tempo to the game, different views, but there, there is there, there is something kind of going on here uh, that I think is is worth mentioning. The the other thing that we can possibly talk about is is video review. Right now, the the coach can challenge for offside. He can challenge for goalie interference. He can challenge if the play was kept alive by the offensive team with a high stick or a glove pass that then leads to a goal before the puck was cleared. If it's in the last minute of the third period or in overtime, the NHL situation room initiates that video review, which uh, which we've seen happen as well. And if there would have been a review last night, that uh, that's how it would have happened. Now, there's a few things you could do. You could open it up and say a coach can challenge absolutely anything at any time on a, on a goal play, on, on a goal play. So maybe in that situation, John Cooper could have said, hey, hold the celebration, Avalanche. I'm challenging for too many men, if, if they were aware of it right, right off the hop. And as he said, you know, for the first thing he was worried about was the puck actually in because some people couldn't find the puck. <laughs> and you heard the call we played from Connor McGahee. If you were watching uh, TV and Simpson and Cuthbert were crawling the game, you, you, you heard Simpson kind of picked up on it before Cuth did uh, because it was a weird one with the puck lodging in there. Now, personally, I don't want to live in a world in which anything can be video reviewed and the penalty for a coach is, I guess it would be a delay a game. I don't know what you would do if he was wrong at the end of overtime. I I guess the penalty just isn't assessed or isn't uh, you could put it on the game sheet, but it doesn't matter. I, I I don't want to see that, but it it is interesting to have. And would, would, uh, would video review actually have overturned what they saw on that play last night? I know there's some other ways to look at this, and I was listening to uh, Bob Stafford today. He's got that excellent program, Noon to Two, every day here on uh, 630 Chad, and, and he was talking about this, and somebody wrote into him and said, well, th- th- like, there's more and more gambling on these games. Like, what road are we going down here? Could we have corruption seeping into the game and, and all those types of things? I certainly hope not. I mean, I think if you're really committed to that theory, I might have a tinfoil hat to sell you after the show. Just meet me in the Kingsway Mall parking lot. And I, I guess I'd have to specify which part of the parking lot. I'll pick that out a little bit later because we'd need a bit of a concealed spot if I'm selling you a tinfoil hat. It, it would be a little bit like how Deep Throat used to meet up with Mulder in episodes of The X-Files. You can't be too public about it. Anyway, I'll, I'll think about the exact part of the parking lot as we go along tonight. But I, I get that concern. But I, I really think, everybody, let's 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 be honest with each other here. And we we are a tight circle of friends. There's there's I, I got the 14 of you who listen to the show every night. I mean, so we can we can be honest with you here, and we can talk about stuff. And you're welcome to chime in. The hotline is powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You know the number. It's seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can email me inside sports at six thirty chad dot com. 
I really believe deep down as sports fans, and I'm talking to you specifically, everybody listening tonight, the 14 of you, I'm talking to you specifically. I think deep down, you love this stuff. You love the controversy. How boring would it be to go through an entire NHL season and you're saying, you know what? I wasn't pissed off once. <laughs> Do you want to live in that type of a world? I, I just said I don't want to live in a, a world in which a coach can challenge anything for video review and we're always stopping the game to rewind the videotape. And yes, I'm suggesting sarcastically the NHL might be so old-fashioned they're still using tape and not digital. But... <laughs> But I, I, do, do you actually want to live in a world where you're sitting there the night the Stanley Cup is handed out and it's like, ah, you know what? I never had a discussion about the rules once. I never went to work the next day and uh, talked to my colleagues about that stupid call in the game last night. It just never happened. Could you imagine a, a world like that where the referees were always right? Where the rules always made sense? Maybe somewhere in the multiverse that exists. Let me tell you what, that's a pretty darn boring world, isn't it? You love it. Don't try to tell me you don't love it. Don't tell me when as soon as you got wind of a too many men incident last night, you're either on Twitter, on the phone, uh, uh, talking to your wife, husband, dad, mom, whoever you're in the house with, like, don't tell me you, you you weren't like, oh, my God, they might have messed it up. And deep down, like deep down, were you thinking the NHL is broken? Or deep down, were you thinking like, yeah, I'm kind of loving this because it's something to talk about. And maybe at the end of the day, it doesn't matter as much as other things in the world. I don't know. And maybe you already own a tinfoil hat and you don't need me to sell you one. But I promise mine are of the highest quality. 780-496-0063 if you would like to participate in the show tonight we have a great guest coming up before seven o'clock tonight jackson weeb the hero last night in overtime for your edmonton oil kings he's going to check in and take us through his game-winning goal at the memorial cup tonight it's 2-2 shawinigan and hamilton they're about five minutes into the third this is inside sports on chat Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, and for a limited time, if you sign up for the Inside Sports podcast on the, wherever you go, like Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Machine Man podcasts, wherever, uh, not only will we get you an Inside Sports canned ham, limited time offer, Inside Sports tinfoil hats as well. CFL tonight, Montreal 20, Saskatchewan 3. That is four minutes into the third quarter. Tomorrow, Hamilton and Winnipeg. Saturday, 3.30 on 6.30. Chad, for the countdown to kick off, the game is at 5. The Elks taking on the Stampeders. I saw this afternoon, Bo Levi Mitchell, quarterback, is questionable for that game. And then the uh, late game on Saturday will be Toronto at BC. 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. Kellen Kennedy is back at the 630 Shed Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, what's going on? Hey, not a whole lot. By the way, I ran out of Betty Crocker tinfoil on those tinfoil hats, so I switched to Alcan. I hope that's okay. Yes, you do a good job making them. Excellent. Right on. Really good job. I I don't (laughs) know my tinfoil varieties, so whatever you make, you could fool me. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Tons of text messages. Of course, the hot topic is the game last night and the, the final result of it. 
Uh, evening. This is from Nick on the uh, text line. Here it says, "How did Kadri's early change not affect uh, not affect the play?" I should say. Uh, he was thirty feet from the bench. I'm a Leaf fan, so I hate Tampa, but that was not cool. They need to change something. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I, I wondered if he was if he was on early. I mean, if if you're on that early, it should be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Banker Richard from Vermilion is driving home and listening oh. to us today. Today, he says that he Great listens community. to us from six to seven as he drives home. So there we go. Uh, he says, "I'm sorry to comment on this referee stuff, but you are 100 percent right. Call the penalty the same in the last two minutes of the third period uh, if it affects a, sc- a scoring chance." Uh, Tampa was. In his ter- his terminology, um, he <clears throat> sorry about that. In his terminology, he says Tampa Bay was screwed over. Thanks, Batman. Lol. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because it was a Tampa chance, right? With uh, trying to think back, forty seconds left, a minute left, mm-hmm. right in front, that looked like it uh, it would have been a hook in most scenarios. Here's the, and, and you guys have probably heard me say this before. I just don't know if it's ever going to change because I can remember watching hockey when I was uh, just a, a young lad and listening to John Short host a ho- show like this one and talk after Oilers games. And what did people often say? The rule book is the rule book. Just call it. It's never been done that way in the NHL. I, I really think that is just the, the culture of hockey. Does it make sense all the time? No. Is it frustrating at times? Yes. But they, I, I mean, of all the NHL games I've watched, well, I'll say playoff games I've watched this year, and obviously I haven't seen every single game, but I've seen quite a few, and I saw all the Oilers games. I, I, that was the one I thought in which they put away the, the whistles the most late in the third period. Uh, we'll get to more of your messages. Uh, and again, the uh, open line is, is open. Thank, thank God it's not a closed line. That would make it really boring. 780-496-0063. And also in the next half hour, Jackson Weeb from the Oil Kings. Thanks for tuning in. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.